Welcome to Ministry Pivot. I'm Reverend Russ. Uh, so excited to have you here uh, with us on Ministry Pivot. Big uh, thank you to everyone who has liked, who has subscribed, who uh, check in uh, for these every second uh, and fourth Thursday of the month. Uh, really excited about the ones that we've had already. We did a great season uh, last year, but in 2021, uh, we have some new ones coming again. Thank you uh, to Givelify for your partnership uh, on the very first uh, pivot of the year. Uh, we did a new year pivots uh, series. Thank you to uh, my pastor, Pastor Matthew Watley, to Bishop Walter Scott Thomas, and of course, uh, to my colleague and to an awesome leader, uh, Dr. Uh, Reverend Dr. Uh, Nicole Massey-Martin uh, for sharing. And that one was so uh, impactful. We've had uh, thousands of people who've watched it uh, and leaders who've been impacted by it and sent in questions and sent in some thoughts. Uh, and so please, if you haven't had a chance to uh, view that one, please go back in the archives. You'll be able to see that one. And then last uh, time we had Ministry Pivot, we talked about staffing. Uh, and we are thankful for my good friend and brother, uh, Pastor Christopher Harris, uh, who leads uh, staffing and leads a organization called DiverseChurchJobs.com, uh, and he uh, shared great uh, knowledge with us last time. And so you're thinking about staffing in this season. I encourage you uh, to watch that one. And I am excited because we are in a new uh, series in Ministry Pivot. Uh, we'll be doing some of these and some normal, uh, not normal, but some uh, regular church ones. Uh, but these are going to be different. These I'm calling uh, this series, the Ministry Calling, uh, and understanding that all of us have a calling. All of us have a God-given uh, calling that God has called us to as leaders, uh, whether we are in uh, the church or whether we're in the marketplace. And so I'm going to be speaking with marketplace leaders, uh, talking about their calling uh, to God, talking about how God is a part of all that they do uh, in ministry, all that they do in life, all that they do in their job, and how all of those are the same, their life, their ministry, their job uh, is one thing for them. And super excited about that. And so this week we have none other than Samantha Silawani. Uh, she is the senior VP uh, of, uh, of urban marketing at RCA. Uh, and it really has a super uh, leadership gift and has influence over hundreds of thousands of people uh, that you hear, uh, that, that, that hear artists. And you'll, you'll hear more about her, but I wanted to wanted to talk uh, with Sam specifically around her faith and how uh, her faith activates what she does. And she also uh, is an awesome uh, art buff. And so we'll hear some of that. And then on on, on the next pivot after this one, uh, I have uh, Terrell Daniels, uh, who's a great friend and brother. He is a, a local Chick-fil-A Chick Chick uh, owner and operator. Uh, here in the uh, Maryland area. So we get to talk with him and hear about how he was able to pivot uh, his staff and his team in the midst of COVID and actually uh, become to be uh, pretty successful in what he's doing uh, and that Chick-fil-A store by itself being pretty successful in what they're doing. Uh, so, so excited about this series. Please make sure that you subscribe, make sure that you like, make sure that you follow uh, on, on all of the platforms uh, so that we can uh, be in touch with you, but that's so also you can get these uh, downloaded. And if you wouldn't mind, I want you to rate want you to write comments. That's how uh, these podcasts get rated uh, and move up in the ranking system is by uh, your feedback. So please do that. But without talking uh, anymore, I'm excited uh, for this conversation and for you to hear this conversation. I uh, really had fun uh, talking with Samantha. Let's go uh, to this conversation. Hey, welcome to Ministry Pivot. This is Reverend Russ. Uh, so excited that you are back with us for another uh, Ministry Pivot. We know we are in a series uh, that I'm calling the calling, uh, really calling your gifting uh, and I have some industry friends uh, who are just super awesome and super dope in their own right. Uh, and so uh, tonight, today, uh, whenever you're watching this, whenever you're looking at this, don't forget to follow 
uh, Ministry Pivot on all of the platforms. But uh, whenever you're watching or listening uh, to this, uh, hopefully it will bless you. But we have today with us uh, Samantha Silawani, better known as Baby Sam, the hype beast. Uh, she is a friend. She is a uh, executive. She is a uh, director. She is a radio personality former. I believe she'll say more about that. Uh, but I can tell you this about Sam. Sam is a uh, awesome leader, an awesome innovator, uh, an awesome uh, think leader. Uh, and so I, I'm excited to have her share about what her ministry, her pivot, her uh, gifting is uh, with us tonight and uh, or again or today, uh, when, whenever you're watching. Uh, but she's going to share more about her, uh, about, about her passion, about her gift and really just about her uh, cred in, in what she does. I can't wait uh, for you to hear some of uh, the awesome stuff that God has allowed uh, for Sam to do. So uh, let's invite Sam in. Sam. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I had it on mute because, um, and I'm just gonna do this disclaimer. I live in Harlem, so if there's background noise, y'all understand Harlem is it. very live. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, so no, we get it. Me. Thank you so much for having me. Before we even get started, before you even segue into the next thing, I just have to go on record to tell you how immensely proud I am of you. You know, I've known you since your age ended in teen, and I've seen you <laughs> grow from that into the man, the husband, the leader, the, um, I mean, just everything that you are. I am so immensely proud of you. My mama proud of you. You know, she said hi. But yes. yes. Um, so, I'm, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this conversation. I'm grateful to have this dialogue with you. But before we get started, I'm just also very proud of you. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate it. It, it, it means it, it means the world to me uh, to have folk who uh, have known me now. So let me just uh, so I'm Reverend Russ now, uh, but I used to throw parties and such. And uh, Sam has known me from that time until now and can uh, be a witness. Uh, that uh, God has been kind, and so uh, we'll leave it at that. But I, 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 I thank you, Sam. I appreciate. It. Now, now, I, I did a light introduction, but I want uh, people to be very clear. And I know this is not kind of your lane, and you won't say everything. But I need you to say a lot of things to what you've been able to do, what you're current, what what you're currently uh, doing in. Uh, the music industry. I, I need people to understand some of your resume. I know you're not going to give everything, but I need people to be clear. Um. Uh, okay. So some of my resume, um, what I am currently at this moment, um, I am currently the senior vice president of promotion, urban promotion for RCA Records. RCA Records is the home of Usher, Alicia, Chris Brown, SZA, ASAP Ferg, ASAP Rocky, um, and a slew of other artists. Um, yeah. But currently I am the senior vice president of promotion there. Um, and I recently was just uh, honored in Billboard magazine as Billboard's Women in Music uh, as a record executive. And to start off the year for 2020, I was um, honored by Variety magazine as as New York's New York's women of impact um, issues. So that came out 
2020, but in the past, some of the accolades include Billboard's Top 40 Under 40, ASCAP's Women Behind the Music, um, and Variety's Hitmaker, and a couple of others. So, but those accolades are not mine. Those are definitely all God. And that's not posturing. You and I both know that I say it all the time. It's never about me. It's definitely about his, his, the sprinkle of blessing where it's just like, boom, that's what it is. So. Amen. 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 I told y'all she uh, has <laughs> receipts and I'm saying has receipts because uh, downside in me, I want to say she got receipts, but it's cool. But the truth is uh, she has been uh, just God has blessed Sammy immensely. Uh, I, I know from uh, at Morgan radio personality to uh, 92Q, uh, it, it just, and to see Sam kind of move through in these different lanes, it's been really cool, which brings us uh, to my first question. My first thought uh, to you is, when did you realize or when uh, did was it clear that music, radio, entertainment was something that God had gifted you to do? Um, I, I kind of always say this to a lot of people. Obviously, this platform is new, so a lot of people wouldn't have heard it uh, here. But I always mention the fact that I've had tunnel vision, right? When I was growing up, I always knew that I wanted to be in music. My dad's a musician. So what I used to see when I was growing up was when we would go to shows, you would see the musician on the stage and all the people are looking at the musician. But for some reason, the musician was always looking at somebody that was in the corner that was, and the musician wouldn't move until that person said, yes, it was time or yes, it was this. And, and there was something about it where I was just like, well, who's that person? Because the most powerful person that's on the stage isn't moving until that person says something. And, it, and that kind of opened the door of what behind the scenes could potentially look like. Um, I have a passion for music. I love music. Music is in my DNA. Music is everything. I have a record player right behind me. I mean, I it's yeah. um, music is 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 part of me, and I've always known that I wanted to be within the music business. I just never really knew what that meant. I just knew I wanted to be a part of it, and I had a passion for radio because radio is the conduit of music to people. And it allowed me to to really tap into that passion of like, all I want to do is listen to music literally all day. That's my job. My job is to, oh, go listen to music and then put it on the radio and have other people listen to it. You had me, you had me there. So I say that to say, I've always kind of had that vision in my mind when I was growing up. Like that's that's what I could see myself doing because that was the thing that I that attracted me the most. And when I got to Morgan, I was never one of those who was undecided when I came in. Nope, I knew. Studying mass media communication, radio and television production, those were my concentrations. That was it. <laughs> wow. That, that that's dope. That's dope. Now now you so you you slid past something that I want to bring back uh okay. is uh your you are and then i'm gonna ask you about radio and pivoting okay. and how that looks so we're gonna get to that but uh you are the senior vice president um mm -hmm. uh at uh where are you at rca right RCA am i, am I right mm -hmm. okay okay R rca records and uh i just want to make sure because you know the names are changing and different it's crazy like mm -hmm. companies will shift but like you are always at that other spot like you were at another spot before this but you were still yeah. up 
in, in RCA, leadership. You're right. I was at Jive Records. So Jive Records when go. I yeah, Jive Records when I started it uh, at a record company, and then Jive folded into Jive Records. J Records became the new and improved RCA Records. Yeah, yeah, and then you you shuffled up to the top already just, just because you're dope and God is with you. Uh, but but I, I, you slid past right. So the senior vice president, uh, African American female uh, from NYC. Uh, you went back, uh, which Queen, is dope. I'm from money. Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, but, 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 tell me, just because I, I can't imagine that uh, you seeing the musician on the stage and you mm -hmm. seeing the manager or A and R rep in the corner giving them advice to what to do. I can't imagine it was a straight shot to where you are because I just can't imagine it was a straight shot. What mm -hmm. what were some of the things that continue to tell you to move forward, right? And again, I, I'm assuming. So help me if, if I'm wrong, but I, mm -hmm. I'm just assuming that uh, in, in in an industry um, that that can be different in some spaces, especially to uh, African Americans, especially to to women. Um, I want you to talk a little bit about that because there may be a sister who's watching and who mm -hmm. may be kind of hitting roadblocks and hitting roadblocks and I, I you and i never really talked through a lot of the roadblocks i just see you on the other side mm -hmm. um good question so how how i've always been able to navigate the career path has been in the beginning i identified that i wanted a career and not jobs so yeah. i identified that i wanted a career in the music business then every subsequent job that I did take had to be about me getting a having a career in the music business. So I initially started off interning um, and interning at 92Q, but then also having my own radio show at WEAA 88.9, Morgan State, shout out to MSU, Morgan made bare life all day. Um, but I started there and I and part of obviously the my major was me understanding how radio worked because again i just knew i wanted to be in the business i didn't understand the unveiling of this entire industry i just knew that there were people but didn't understand what they did um how it related to certain things when i started with radio i start i began to understand the difference between a public station and a commercial station what were the differences and and how you navigate what's the difference between a hot 97 to an npr what's the difference between a you know a radio chain all of those things i began to learn but again i was able to still be in the mu on the music side i was able to you hear music then you put it on the radio and then 500,000 people in the city are able to, to to hear these new songs whether it's jill scott or erica badu or the roots and you know obviously this was back when i was uh in programming and yeah. What happened was, and this is this this is how you know God definitely works no matter where you are. What happened was the industry of radio began to change, and my passion for the job began to 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 disseminate, and I began to not like what I was doing at radio. Didn't mean that I didn't like 
the but I just I was I was miserable. I was going to I wasn't happy because there was there was a a, a, a seismic shift that was going on. This was maybe now in um, late nineties going into early two thousand. So by the early 2000, 2001, 2002, I just I wasn't happy at that job. And I remember going into the job saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna quit." And it was on a Friday. I was, I was, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was just like, God, I can't, like, I know I'm not supposed to be someplace where I'm going to be miserable. I quit on a Friday. And by Monday, I had a job offer to go work at an independent promotion company. And the guy who brought me onto the promotion side was the, he's, he's a, he's a triple OG. He was the head honcho of, of Arista, of Polygram, of Mercury. He was head of black music. His name is Tony Anderson. He brought me onto the record side and was like, you would be a great promotion person because you have a certain aptitude and you have a certain passion for music. You'd be great on this side. So he taught me the basics of what promotion is. And I understood it because I was on the opposite side at radio and he was able to help me navigate what and how to be a promotion person, which led me to therefore get a job at Jive. And then from Jive, I've, Jive is part of Sony. So I've been with Sony for 15 years, but I was at Jive for about seven and a half years. And then when Jive dissolved, it dissolved into RCA. And I've been at RCA for now going on eight years. Wow! 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 That, that that that's great. That so it, it it so I'm just want to be clear. Like it wasn't straight shots, no. right? Like as I know, no. uh, you know, we all have them in our story. Like I had a government job that I quit, had no idea what was going to be next, and then the, but it wasn't until I quit that I had the next. Uh, mm -hmm. So and I I think I think th th those are important uh, nuggets to pull out, especially. Uh, with folk who who look like us, who are from where we're from, who are, mm -hmm. you know pushing the way we're pushing, because it, it it's clear that it's not it's not cookie cutter, right? God designs it, uh, you know Psalm one thirty nine, you know it's it's everything is uh, you, your works are wonderful. I know them full mm -hmm. well, right? That I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, I I think that's cool. So so let me let me let me ask you this question around specifically uh, your ministry, your gift, and the pivot, right? So. Mm -hmm. uh, you're in promotion, you're in radio, you're in at a super high level. That's totally different from anything that I know about. But what what has COVID done to the end? Like what 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 shifts or what pivots have had to be made for your job, for just the industry, however way you want to kind of uh, say that in, in light of where we are? Um, COVID has made everybody shift, you know, not yeah. just me where I am, not just in music, not just in entertainment. I mean, we've got, we, I think we've got to really take a step back and really say the entire globe stopped. Like the, the world stopped. Industries yeah. went under because what we were used to just completely stopped. It, it, there was no more of the things that you took for granted, like going outside for fresh air or sitting in a restaurant, eating <laughs> with friends or just communing in, in, in places, the entire world stopped. So what does that mean? That means that begins when we start to unpack those layers, it's how did we manage it on personal levels? 
And then how do we manage it on professional levels? On the professional level, um, you know, obviously one day we all get an email like, hey, Sony shutting down, everybody's gonna work from home. And we were naive. We thought we would be home for about two weeks. And we were like, all right, see everybody in two weeks. It's about to be great, we'll be home. I can just wake up in my pajamas. And, you know, obviously us doing this now, it's what, nine months later? And we're still yeah. home. And you, you have now been cut off from human connectivity, from um, just your average day to day. And those things take a toll on your mental capacity because the things that you would find a little bit of solace in, whether it was the frustration of, of, of your commute, whether it was the frustration of like the people in the office, there was something that was going on. Now all of that has halted. Um, on the business end, we've always been very digital everything was digital, you know, very, very few things um, required being in person outside of the in-person activities, a la concerts, shows, live this, or, you know, uh, having meetings. Outside of that, everything, like we, we went home on a Thursday, Friday, everybody kind of had their kinks. Monday, we were rolling. We were popping out records, we were popping out albums, we were, uh, you know, we started to figure out, okay, people are home, what can we do? IG lives, this, that, digital, this. Artists, we began to send all our artists like um, equipment for them to create their own setups because now you've got to shoot stuff at home, you've got to shoot stuff on your own. And, you know, where we would always have a crew or somebody who's 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 creating this content, now the artists themselves had to be content creators. They had to be innovators in their own right, you know, because now also too, you don't have the mobility of how to build and develop the brand. All you have is, you know, yourself, a computer and hopefully some good Wi-Fi, you know, and um, yeah, yeah. and and I mean it was it was a lot of kinks, you know. We got on Zoom calls and everybody's Wi-Fi was slow because the entire world had to now be on their Wi-Fi at home as opposed to high-speed Wi-Fi that's usually in an office building, you know. So yeah. we all had the biggest learning curve, um, but I think I will say kudos to the entertainment industry, at least in music. I think everybody pivoted in a way where they provided something for for just the audience that um that they couldn't get almost you know an escape from their reality. Yeah, I think, and I I want you to to say a little bit about that because I think what what you said though was that everybody had to adapt, everybody had to uh, uh, shift, and then you had to have the resources or you had to think through the resources to shift. Um, and and I think that's that that's important uh, for us to take note of uh, because if you don't uh, think about the shift, and I, I'm saying so, we were in the same space, right? Even at church, mm -hmm. right? We we thought uh, I know I thought that this is this can't last. I remember being on on phone with one of the executive team members, and we were talking through how long, and they were pointing to the summer, and I was like, man, ain't no way this is going to be. We're going to be right back. You know, we're going to be shouting, uh, but they were looking at so. it. I like, thought Yo. I was going to Essence. I thought I was going to Jazz Fest. Lenny Kravitz was performing at Jazz Fest in April. I was like, yeah, I'll be in New Orleans by April. I thought I was doing all like all of my summer trips. I thought I was doing vacation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> 
did did not it did not it did not happen and that's and and that's the wild thing but even in that right i'm i'm hearing you say that 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 god uh has uh 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 made provision made opportunity and for us to use the level of creativity that we mm-hmm. have to make the pivot and use the teams and use the people and empower people to do stuff that they weren't mm-hmm. doing before right so i heard all of that in what you're saying. And I think that that's important uh, for you, whoever you're watching or listening, that whatever your business is, whatever your opportunity is, whatever your gift is, that you you have to think creatively outside. Like, don't look at your current box because that box ain't going to work. Uh, It's a whole new box. It's a whole new bag. And he's provided Mm it. Uh, I've been using this in these uh, calling series that my my, my favorite text during this time is uh, the text where uh, Moses uh, in Exodus four, uh, God is talking to Moses. Moses says, man, I can't talk to these people. Uh, these people not going to want to listen to me. Uh, I stutter. Uh, God said, man, what's in your hand? And he was like this staff. And he did something with what was in his hand that he had no idea could be done with what is in his hand. And I think mm-hmm. that's a, a key piece. Let me, let me, come, I'm, on, I'm, I'm, come I'm, on now. You better drop a word. You so silly. Now I'm, 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 I'm going to use that tomorrow. Like it's mine. <laughs> I love you, Sam. I'm, 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 I'm a, now I'm gonna put that though for you. Mm-hmm. So help me or help someone understand who, uh, uh, what's some words for someone who has a gift, has a calling, um, and is maybe, and, and it's not church, right? This whole series is not mm-hmm. about church specific stuff. But something that may, maybe they're the artist, right? Maybe they, they saw the flyer because the card came out and they said, oh, I want to hear what the hype beast is going to say on Ministry Pivot. And, and maybe they're the artist trying to bust in the door like what, what or they're, they're the producer. Uh, what is, uh, 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 I think, a, a nugget or, or a push for them to understand that uh, their gift is valuable, but they may have, it may, it may look differently in this season. So I always, people who, who, who do know me know a few things about me. Um, you know, I'm in the music business on the secular side. I, I'm, I you know, yes, I work with Kirk Franklin in, in, in some capacity, but the majority of, of the roster and my artists, it's secular music, right? Yeah, yeah. People know me for the fact that I don't drink. And I don't smoke. I've never done drugs. I've never, that's never been, that's never been me. I'm not the, I don't fall for, um, for, uh, like, a peer pressure. I'm not a peer pressure kind of person. Right. I've, Mm -hmm. I individually have my own thought process. Not, and I never don't knock people who do, but that's just me. Now I could in any shape, fashion or form, if I wanted to, I could probably smoke some weed in my office and it'd be fine because that's just music business, yeah. you know, but yeah. I choose not to because that's not my thing. Right. And and we we all see it. We're all on social media and we're all we're, we're, we're not we don't turn a blind eye to just what happens within entertainment. You know, um, back in the day, it was what sex, drugs and rock and roll, those kinds of things. But people who know me know. Sam, if we go to the club. Everybody could have bottles. Sam is going to have some water. Um, people who know me know Sam is 
a Christian 100%. I don't shy away from saying Christ, from saying thank you, Jesus, from saying amen. I don't say, oh, you know, I was blessed by the universe. I don't I, I, I don't confuse God and the universe because one created the other. So I don't confuse yeah, that's good. where, huh? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Cause I, 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 and I, I so you, you, we have relationship. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you're explaining it because I know others who are in that, you know, you get earthy and all the other type stuff yeah. but and, and, I, I and saying it all. So, so to me, there's, there's a beauty in, in having conviction and there's a beauty in having unadulterated conviction so strong of, of self and truly knowing like, I genuinely know that I am blessed beyond my own comprehension. I genuinely know that. I know that in in my heart of hearts. I know that in when like I in my core, I know that. I know that God allowed for me to succeed even when I was making missteps, even when I was having problems, even when the road was tricky, even when there were um obstacles like all of that still allowed me to be where I am, but I know that I genuinely know, like that's God's hand saying, I got you. Like, that's yeah. just it. And there's yeah. something to be said about the ability to genuinely know who you are and be unapologetic about that. We use that phrase a lot and I think it's overused so much, but there, but, but it's a real phrase when you say in a very unapologetic way, um, I am who I am. And yeah. that's what, that's what I stick by. I stick by those morals. I stick by the fact that I try to show people or young women, young girls, young black girls, young pitch black girls with thick African features um, who are not ethnically ambiguous and who, who genuinely are pure, like, like dark skin black girls to say, you can, you could still be the coolest in the room. You could still be the flyest because I'm always the flyest. I'm always the coolest. I don't care. I don't care who's in the room. Like it really yeah. does not matter. It could be a supermodel, it could be a superstar, and then it'll be Super Sam. But not yeah. because of anything else, but because I know anywhere that I go, I belong because God allowed for me to be in that place. So to understand that, I know that there's something for me to, to, to represent in a way where young women, young females, and even young men, just to know like you can actually still have your own strong convictions about your faith, about who God is to you, and you can proclaim it on a national platform, even when, you know, hoteps and who what and all this and that, when people want to come, come combat you and you can still say, yeah, no, my God is very real. I believe in God. I don't, you know, I understand the universe. I understand mathematics. I understand the language of, but there's a God, an omnipresent God that exists. Yeah. You know, so that's that to me is what governs a lot of my footsteps. And that's what I genuinely do try to pray about in, in regard to as I progress as a person, as an individual, not even career wise, but just as a person that my intentions are always God driven. Like, I don't want to do it because it's like, eh, mm -mm, nah, because once we start going on our own, that's where the ride gets yeah. tricky. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, that, that's great. And I, I know I, I've said to you, I used to text you early on about this, then I stopped. But I was, I was, I was wanting to, I kept getting the, the understanding to text you and say, yo, I know the world that you're in is different, but I'm so glad you're there because people needed to have a Sam that in the midst of everything that there's a, there's a grounded African-American Christian sister that is at this level. Who can ground? I mean, so anytime I meet anybody in the industry and I'm talking with them, I bring you up because I want to make sure that, hey, like, do you know her? Like, do you know her, know her? Because if you know her, then I know that there's something good in some kind of way around you. Even when we had uh, Sister uh, Kayla is up there yeah. uh, with y'all and, and, and I first person, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. where are you? Go meet Sam. And she was like, really? I said, yes, Sam's a friend, but you need to be grounded. I need Sam to watch you and see you. <laughs> she, is, um, she is shining, and she's she's about to be a force to re to be reckoned with. She's um, amen. yeah, she's she's out of here. But I, I do just want to say the one thing that I, I um I think about a lot is you know I think about the analogy of just really light shines the brightest in the dark, and yes. if if you can just be a little spark of light, that begins a ripple effect. It begins, it begins somebody saying like, you know what, they could do it because repetition is the mother of learning. So if people see it often enough, they will learn that behavior of, you know what, I can be a good person. I could actually do good deeds. I could actually do right by people and I could actually move up in a cutthroat industry where people are yeah. ready to, to cut you off at the knees, you know, but you could actually yeah. still have again, integrity, your word, um, and, and, and progress. And yeah. I always right, to, to just want to show a, that it can be done, that I am going to do it. And that's the, that's the way that I'm going to do it. You know, other people have had different paths. That's not, those paths are not for me. My path is for, is to walk right is to walk with my head held high, is to be able to look in the mirror and and be okay with the person that I see staring back at me. That's dope. That's that's, that's great. So I, I I yeah, that's dope. <laughs> All of that. I'm I'm hoping uh that 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 y'all again watching, listening, are, are taking these and, and really uh taking it to heart that where God has placed you, that's where you shine, right? And I think that that's dope. So I, 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 one one of the last questions I want us to talk about when we talk about this pivot is while there's been a lot, right? And mm -hmm. I think there's been a lot going on with the, with, with COVID and we praying for everybody who's who's lost someone, everybody who's gotten sick, everybody who's who's recovered. We thank God for y'all. Uh, we don't talk enough about those recovered. Uh, but I, I do want to ask the question about what's one, of, one or two of the things that uh, has been a unexpected blessing of COVID? Um. Being forced to really sit still and yeah. to reconnect on a different level with family. Yeah. So for a very long time, um, I was I was definitely very career oriented, chasing chasing the goal. You know that was yeah. that was just my tunnel vision, right? And um, in a in a in, in a way. I would always put the family as the backdrop, as the default. And mm -hmm. years ago, I decided to make a cognizant change 
of how I interacted with my family, how I interacted with my friends, and how I really dedicated cer a, a certain amount of time. So I okay. really wanted to make a commitment to my family. If we go on vacation, then it's vacation. I'm not checking, like, if, if I tap out, then I tap out. I can't, yeah. you know, troubleshoot and put out fires if I'm camping in the woods. And it's like, oh, like, that's that's unfair to the people who, you know, I'm trying to spend time with, to reconnect with, yeah. and to get to yeah. know in my adult years. You know, um, when you're yeah. younger, obviously your parents are your parents and, and, and family is family while you're growing up. But as now we're all individuals, you want to reconnect with your family in a way where they now know the new person who you are. And I say that to say this year, it has allowed me to seriously sit still, to, um, to focus a lot more on meditating. So before, like I used to meditate, but it was very sporadic. It would be yeah. like, okay, definitely, you know, I would get into my zone. I would, I would do my um, guided meditation, clear the mind, all of that. This year, I genuinely, you know, I've done consecutive uh, meditations today. I think I'm at, um, uh, I want to say my day might have been 225 today. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen, I've seen you post it. I also yep. saw when you were in the woods and I think I texted you like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> um, but, but I have yeah. seen the meditations. Yeah. You want some crazy number, which is great. And, and it's consecutive meditation, right? And the meditation is really about figuring out how to compartmentalize emotions for us to be able to still deal with them to process them and how do we now how do we live with whatever the emotion is whether it's it's you're on a high whether you're on a low whether you're just trying to trying to quiet your mind and it's crazy because before I just I used to think that I had really good concentration up until I tried to meditate and I was like yeah I, I suck at this, this <laughs> you know and yeah. um and it's similar to like you know how sometimes you try to pray but you're only praying with like um, off of muscle memory, but not really praying yeah. off of your heart because it's like you're, you're, yeah. you're not concentrating. And it's like, oh yeah, no, nah, yeah. that's, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like I'm saying stuff, but I, I don't even know what I'm saying because it's more like, okay, dear God, thank you. So da, 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 da. boom. It forces you to really understand like, hey, that, that thing that's that, that, that you got in your brain, your mind, like your mind isn't ever going to go quiet. There's sleep studies that show like even when you're sleeping, there's brain activity that's going on in your conscience, in your conscious mind. But what yeah. meditation helps me do is to literally like put it all out there, then to begin to like pack it. Like it's like it's like yeah. unfold it's like folding laundry. Like you got this bag of a whole bunch of stuff, and all you got to do is just fold it, put it nice and neat, either here in a dresser, in that, and then when you're ready to to come back to that thought, that emotion, that this, and it allowed me to also get a little deeper in my prayer because now I was like, now I really could concentrate when I'm saying a prayer, as opposed to like, okay, yeah. you got good out. I appreciate the day. Boom, amen, and then yeah. that's it. So this year has really allowed me to sit still, reconnect, and just really be more aware. Like mindfulness has been, has probably been the biggest thing that I've gotten out of 2020. 
That's great. That's what's up. That, 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 that's, that, that is awesome. Um, and I, I know you have other uh, hobbies and interests. I know you are a awesome, I don't even know if it's an art. I don't even know if it's, it's, it's the correct term art, like, like for what you do, because you go to like galleries, like when it was open, when the world, when outside was open, you go to right. galleries, like intentionally, like travel for the weekend <laughs> to a gallery. Like, I'm just trying to be clear, like, like you probably exhausted all of New York's galleries. And mm-hmm. now you're like somewhere else. Uh, and Have so I think that was, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, but I think those things are are great releases. Um, mm-hmm. And those things are great moments because you, you you have to, as you said earlier, balance out all of who God created you to be. Um, and so I think, I, I, I think that's awesome. And mindfulness is, 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 a, is a big, it's a big key. There's a book uh, called The Hour That Changes the World. It's a book on prayer. And it's not just prayer. It's a part mm. of centering. It's a part of self-awareness. And it, it, it kind of walks you through a wheel um, mm. so that you can understand. And a part of that wheel is let's get it all out so that you're not just rambling off silliness. Um, yep. So I, I, I think that's phenomenal. Well, I, I don't have anything else. You've been Wait, awesome. Before we finish, I do want to touch yes. on the art thing because I do think that... Um, that yes. it's important that people like you know when we when we talk about about careers or even just jobs or just like life it's important that people really identify their passions right um and i i love creators there's something very 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 beautiful about people who create literally something mm-hmm. out of nothing if you have primary colors, whatever those primary colors are, those primary colors are not going to change. They're going to be the exact same primary colors. But out of that, you could either do a Monet, a Picasso, to a Carrie James Marshall, to what like you can create. You can create literally something, and whatever yeah. that something is, there's something to be said about you know if you have steel, steel is steel. But all of a sudden, I can go into my mind's mind and create a sculpture. Or if you have music, the pentatonic scale is this exact same scale throughout the throughout time and history. Nothing changes about that. But look at the bevy of music. Look at the genres. Look at the, the, the world of music that we have, not just here domestically in the United States. You could go to India. You could go to Africa. You can go. We think about when we think about music, you think about Africans that were snatched from their native lands, brought over here, and the only way that they can communicate was through drums. And then even then, the drums were taken away, but the rhythm was never taken away. That's where you start to get like stomping and, 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 um, and, uh, you know, like beating on, on, on bodies and, and, and like stepping. That's where you got that rhythm because it's still something that was created out of nothing. So I say that to say, when I go to art museums, when I go to art galleries, when I go someplace, I get so invigorated by the fact that, and it, and it's not like I go in there and I like everything, because sometimes I'll see something and I'm like, nah, that's trash, B. Y'all can't tell me, nah. <laughs> you know? And but, the price, the price of it. Like, nah, bro, that's crazy. You remember that Art Basel, the banana on the wall? Like, come <laughs> Really, if that if that's what we're doing, but then you look at a Jackson Pollock, and I love Jackson Pollock, and people are like, "Oh, that's just splatter painting." But there's 
when you stare at it, there's this organized chaos because it's a canvas laid on the floor and it's splattered, but it's methodical. There's a level to yeah. it. He's he's he did it in a series where it's like, okay, now I'm now I actually do see a pattern. And that's almost like indicative of what? The universe, your mind, of everything, like this controlled chaos where it's like it's all over the place, but it's still contained it on this canvas. There's something that's just so fire and so dope about those kinds of things that when I come back and I go to work, I'm just like, yo, I saw this great exhibit. Now I can really focus on 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 working with uh, uh, an usher who went and took songs that were nothing and created something, you know, because also yeah. I deal with creatives. And I, I'm slightly, I'm very jealous about creatives because I think that creatives yeah. live in a different plane than we do. And, you know, we have to honor those processes for them, in especially if, um, if you are the person that's going to be responsible of, of speaking on their behalf. And to me, going to art shows or, or checking out art or seeing live music allows me to tap back into that um the the original thing that got me so interested because then I'm re-energized and I could go off and you know go smash it at work. That 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 is that is phenomenal because I never put those two together. Like I just knew that that was your thing, but to say that it then ignites you to be more creative or to think in another lane, I think that's awesome. And what you said about the the, the palette of colors that we have not changing. My pastor, shout out Pastor Wiley, has this sermon that I love. Um, that he one of the sermons that he preaches that I love. Uh, he and he does it. It's called Twelve Notes, and he got it. The title comes from uh, when the Quincy story came out, and Quincy mm -hmm. said the way his person taught him was like, "Yo, you're gonna learn the same twelve notes that everybody else has learned, and mm -hmm. do what everybody and, and that that. But because you don't have to worry about being limited to what you have, when you allow God's creativity to work through you what you have can be a whole nother situation. It's, it's, so. it's, a, it's a weapon. It's, it's truly a weapon. Like it, it becomes, yeah. you become something, you become something dangerous in a good way because now it's like you're operating on, on, on a God given level. You're operating on a, a, like you've literally tapped into a portal that is like a spiritual awakening, you know? And, um, and yeah. to me, I think like there's no better, there's no better experience in that when you when when all things really truly are working for the goodness of God, like in every shape, fashion, or form, you, you you're unstoppable. You really are. Yeah, yeah. No, that that, that that's that, 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 I think that is phenomenal, Sam. I I appreciate you. Um, love you. You know that. Uh, uh, beyond uh, this setting, uh, but I I am thankful to have you on. Hopefully. Uh, if you are watching or listening, uh, you you took some good notes. Uh, you're inspired uh, to know that your ministry, your gift is your calling. I had this button that I didn't click all time we were on here, uh, but your gift is your calling. Uh, and to make sure that you uh, tap into the gift that God has given you, uh, I look forward to you being a part of the next uh, Ministry Pivot. If you need more information, you can just go to ministrypivot.com. Uh, you can follow us on IG. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, please rate 
Uh, that's how this gets out there. Uh, but also make sure that you share it with somebody. But above all, uh, make sure that you use it. Uh, there'll be show notes. And so some of the stuff uh, that Sam has listed, I'm going to have in the show notes. Sam, if you would uh, also send me uh, some art stuff so that I can throw that in the show notes, just some dope pieces uh, that people to go look at. Jacob Lawrence, black artist throughout the uh, the Harlem Renaissance, he did one of probably the most beautiful series I've ever seen. It was called The Great Migration, based solely off of the migration of blacks leaving the South, going up to the North. Great black artist, Romare Bearden, one of the best, most beautiful collages. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say, I'll send you a good, a good, a good list. There's, okay, there's, awesome. more, than, so, there's so. more than just Basquiat. That, that that and we and we appreciate it. And I, I'm gonna need you to help me upgrade my art game, my art <laughs> understanding first. Uh, but but all of uh, that will be in the show notes. Uh, so don't forget if you're listening or watching to go to ministrypivot.com uh, and go to the episode and under there you'll see show notes uh, so that you uh, can be informed and be inspired, but also have some detail uh, to be able to walk through. Thanks again uh, for joining us on Ministry Pivot. I uh, look forward to seeing you in our next episode of Ministry Pivot. Uh, bless y'all. Love y'all. Peace. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.